Hello and welcome to Faking Wits, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Chin C and whenever I read a book, I find myself getting a semi. good use of the copy and paste function mm, yeah yeah it's, well that's actually how the entire song goes anyway so what, like, what uh, song was that that was um semi charmed kind of life yeah yeah uh, it's one of the best songs ever about uh meth addiction it'll be a good pop quiz round i don't know all of your various book songs what guess the book song is that what yeah, you think guess like, the book song. yeah why, why don't you try and guess all the book songs if you stuck with us through the very beginning why don't you give us a breakdown of all the songs that you think that I've done at the beginning of each show mm. and write into fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com and put at the top of the title book songs. And cc in admiralpbummington at gmail.com. Why should they do that? Well, because I want to know. And that, because that's your name, presumably. <laughs> that is my name. Okay, as good. Well, as when you should know. Okay, that's... That's your name? I won't wear it out. I'll try not to wear it out. So, Admiral P. Bummington. That's my name. And is your first name Admiral or is that your title? No, my first name is Paul. Paul. Paul Bummington. <laughs> but I'm an Admiral. You are actually an Admiral. You're I'm officially a, an Admiral. Admirable, Admirable. Okay. Wait, sorry, you're an Admirable. <laughs> are you just saying Admiral? <laughs> are you saying Admiral funny? or? I'm an Admirable Admiral. Okay, all right, all right. Do you so, sell, um, car insurance? No, I'm a character comedian. Well, Why are you admirable? Because I was very good at being an admiral, mm. but I had to quit to become yeah. to pursue my dreams of becoming a character comedian. You know, when um, when I was told that a, a Admiral P. Bummington would be coming on the show, I was worried that this would be a very thin premise and wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> but already, it seems that we seems quite rich that we're going in very, 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 very many different directions. Mm. In any case, it's ha- I'm happy to have you here on the show. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Excellent, excellent. Hi, I'm Alice Burden, and I'm back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We missed you. We missed you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Oh, hello. Uh, I'm Harren X, and uh, I like books so much that if I had to direct an Anglo-French romantic black comedy crime drama film, I would call it The Book, The Thief, His Wife, and Lady Chatterley's Lover. Do you know what I love about these sorts of introductions, Harren, <laughs> is that like um, there every time you introduce yourself, there seems to be another premise and a longer setup and a longer proviso. It's like it's like Zeno's Archer. You never seem to get to the punchline. They just keep adding a different yes, proviso. Just, and again, setup there. delaying gratification. Am I just? Yeah, no. Like you are the you are the edger. You're, <laughs> you're, you're like you're, you're to comedy what edging is to masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, uh, yeah, I don't do that. It's part of the no fat challenge. You can't edge. So you don't <laughs> wait. No, no, PMO. That's what it's called. No PMO. Porn, porn masturbation and onanism. They're the same thing. Masturbation <laughs> and onanism are the same thing. Isn't that just redundant? It's just, it's just doubly. You're not allowed to do either. 
Or you know about it as well? Well, I've read about it. I did a research for one of my characters. Oh, what's the character? Uh, he was a uh, depressed uh, 30-year-old man. Wow, okay. Yeah. And he- re- so wait, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> you actually research your characters? I do in a lot of depth. So, so it suggests that you put effort into the characters. I put a lot of that. That's, that's good, that's good to know. Yeah, that's yeah. why I've won so many awards. I think we could all learn something from this man here, you know? I, many, again... I, I, I worry sometimes when I see a lot of like, um, so-called character comedians or people doing mm. a character that they just turn up and they just think a name and the voice is enough. No, right? it's all you need to do your research. social allegory. Yeah. So the character I mentioned earlier, Sharon Y, mm-hmm. uh, is that character. It's a woman's name of a man. Uh, I was very, it was an allegory for how the naval system is beginning to collapse. Do you, do you think that your character comedy comedy is kind of niche, though? I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to find a wider audience of that subject matter. Right? Well, there's a lot of people in the Navy. I, well, that's and true. And people that's who are true. interested in the Navy. So you're not looking to break out of the... the oh, well, I do a lot of non-Navy stuff as well. Oh, so what's it, well, okay, what's a classic non-Navy bit, then? Classic non-Navy character. Yeah. Uh, Jesus... I don't know Jesus' character, but he wasn't real Jesus. It's a bit of hack. He walked on water, like the Navy. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, you know what? I, I, you're right, Harren. Jesus would have been fucking awesome in the Navy. <laughs> like, the unsinkable Jesus. And he had 12 male him. friends as well. What does that mean? <laughs> well, Navy is like, a bias towards male employment. In the right. So just because he had 12 mates, he's more qualified to be in the Navy. Yeah, you know, the kind of banter that you get in the Navy. No, the not... Lad, lad banter you get in the Navy, you know, like, oh no, they've just they've thrown my socks so out of the porthole. The Navy's yeah. looking for people who are good with banter. And I was always very uh, cracked down on banter when I was in the Navy. Why was I was known as a particularly humorous admiral. Well, you showed them, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Now I'm one of them. I've won 16 Perio Awards. You can't wow. win 16 Perio Awards. You can only win it once. When are they made? Oh, a you can win. No, one. you can win best. There's a special. There's a special character. There's best, best show. Best show. Best uh, newcomer and best naval themed <laughs> show. And I've won that every year since yes. the okay. inception. Did you win it as different characters? As well, well, different characters in the show. Yeah, I cool. always bring back uh, Sharon Y. Always in my age. Yeah, well, your most niche <laughs> character. You always bring that back. I wouldn't have thought you would have actually had much more reach other than out the Navy, really, yeah. uh, for that character. So you've been doing it for 16 years? Uh, 22 years. 22 was, years. I didn't win the Perry Award in my first year. And when did you leave the um, Navy? Um, when I managed to go pro last year. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on a second. You only went pro last year, yeah. despite having won the award 16 times. Yeah, well, again, it's an each award. Okay, I guess so. Wait, it's, why is it, it's not even called the Perry And also, I was earning a lot of money, but as an admiral, I was earned a, 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 a significant... It was, uh, and there's no, there's, we're not being in any wars, Yeah, so, so you, there wasn't really much for me to do. You felt you didn't want to leave your comfort zone. Yeah, that, exactly. That Navy pension, that cushy Navy pension. Mm. Well, okay, well... Like I said, I thought this would be a really thinly stretched sort of person, but it's very rich, very rich. There's a lot to, uh, to dig out here. Um, let's get to the book, though. Uh, this week's book. Does anybody want to guess what we're doing this week? Well, you told Charlie us before the Chocolate we went Factory. Good guess. Well done, everybody. I don't know why I turned that into a competition. Why did you choose that book? Is it an auspicious day or anything? Well, I thought this was, yeah, today would be a very good day because, as everybody knows, today is International Chocolate Factory Day. Um, it's a real thing. I didn't just make it up. Um, 
and put that phone away. <laughs> put that phone down. Don't check it out. Just trust me. It's International Chocolate Factory Day. And um, I thought, what better way to celebrate International Chocolate Factory Day than reading uh, It by Stephen King. But we've done that already. So I thought, okay, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that'll do. Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, written in 1964 by a beloved British author, Roald Dahal. Now... What do you think of Roald Dahal uh, and his place in uh, British culture? I think he's a very important part of British culture, which is why I satirised him as when I did the character Ronald Donald. Ronald Donald, it was your parody of Roald Dahal. Yeah, he was an anti-Semitic concentration camp guard. Cool. <laughs> so he was a concentration camp guard called Ronald Donald. And he was he was just an anti-Semitic, specifically anti-Semitic, even with the uh, within the provisio of concentration camp. You know what? I would almost. I mean, yeah, I was going to say that it's almost a bit redundant to say he's an anti-Semitic concentration camp guard. He's not going to be like a guy who's like standing up for the rights of Jews about like oh, if only my job would prevent it's stopping me. I've got to choose between my principles, and my job. Mm. I'm going to take it as read that yeah, if you work in the concentration camp, you're going to be anti-Semitic. I think it's important as character comedy to make fun of the Nazis. Yes, of course. Yes. So I can do the character now if you want. Mm. Get into it. And you can see how I satirise the Nazis oh, well. and Roald Dahl at the same time. Okay, I'm going to allow this. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's I'll, I'll get into the character now. Okay. Hum. That's what I do when I get into a character. <laughs> I thought that was a character. Okay, all right. Hum. Good, good, good. Hello! I'm Ronald Donald! That's it. Why is he American? How does that satirise <laughs> Nazis? Well, you didn't ask me any questions. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, didn't realise we were getting into. Hello, Ronald Donald. Hello. So I hear you work in a concentration camp. <laughs> Not anymore. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Why did you quit? Yeah. Why did you quit? Well, the pay wasn't very good anymore. The pay. <laughs> and all the concentration camps got shut down. That's true. That's very true. I'd be very surprised if you were still working the concentration. No, camp. I've been charged in the Nuremberg war trials. Ooh, what what happened? Um, I had to write some books about chocolates. Oh, really? What was it called? It was called Fritz and the Chocolate Machine. <laughs> I'm going to end this. <laughs> I don't really see how this is really like really sticking it to Hitler or any of the Nazis really well it's very um, it's more of a subtle bit of comedy <laughs> explain to me how you were sticking it to the Nazis in that bit there and the subtlety as well yeah, please yeah there was subtlety but Fritz and the chocolate machine right, yeah. sounds like Florence and the machine the world known anti-Semitic yeah, was, uh, well okay yeah yeah you're going to have to walk me through this I, don't, I wasn't aware that Florence and the machine it's not the, it's not the job of the artist to explain their own art <laughs> no it's true whoa whoa whoa, whoa. Sorry, it's you the job obviously of, felt really passionate about I like about to that, leave Aaron. my art open for interpretation yeah okay I, I'm just going to say that like that I didn't really see the satirical angle of that particular character piece or maybe you should work on your site Maybe I Your should. artistic site. Maybe I should. You're never going to write for Beyond the Joke, like, with this, <laughs> these poor takes. I also have to say that, like, um, you, not only were you kind of depending upon us to interpret the satirical angle, you were also depending on us to create the humour by saying, like, well, you've got to ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I do. My shows are very crowd work based. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm um, like Adam Richards. 
Mm. He has material, Adam Richards. He does actually have material. I've been to one of his shows. He's a very funny guy. He does have material, even though, yes, there's a lot of audience interaction. But there is a premise. Well, I've got material as well, because that character is very non-material based. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not yeah. much material you can do about being an anti-Semitic concentration. Especially, not, yeah, not especially in these days. Especially when you're saying it's like, you're, you're sticking to mm. roll, roll the hole in that piece. And he barely mentioned much about the... Um, well, you didn't ask any questions about him. Well, I was more hung up on the fact that he apparently worked in a concentration camp. I didn't want to bury the lead. I don't want to say, like, I, I sort of tell me more about your children's book career. I'm just totally ignoring the fact that he worked in a concentration camp. I just feel I'd be letting the character off the hook. You know? Well, I mean, it's just one of my 750 different characters. Well, maybe we'll get into some of that as we go along. Um, but, like, in the meantime, I want to draw, I want to focus again on the book. Um, and Raul Dahl, um, being this beloved children's Author, but as um, you point, you rightly pointed out, um, Admiral. Um, Paul, been, call me Paul. Oh, okay, Paul. You're um, not in the navy. Are you in the navy? Never been. Never. Well, been. then you don't have to call. If, or have any of you ever been in the navy? Of course, they have. No. Well, you don't have to call me Admiral. <laughs> no. I've been surrounded by seamen. You've been stranded <laughs> by seamen. <laughs> yeah. Stranded. Stranded. <laughs> Stranded. Oh, okay. How would that make sense? That's the complete opposite. No, it's true, Harry. How would that make sense? How indeed? I don't that know. That could be Actually, the name uh, of your debut hour, Edinburgh. Oh, Harren. How would that make sense with Harren X? Yeah, I'd probably it. Or surrounded by semen. Yeah, Harren X surrounded by semen. Should we say it again? Yeah. Harren X. Surrounded by, by semen. semen. Or, I, 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 if he became an admiral, he could call it Haranek surrounded by his own semen. I wanted to. I, I wanted to picture a chat show. Got quite a lot of prep for that. Yeah, yeah. a chat show with Haran called yeah. "What About You, Mate?" with Haran X. It's a chat show. It's a chat show, and it's um, about. Female sheep, isn't it? No, no, no. Well, you can, a, you dude. It's your chat yeah, show. Okay. If you want to, if you want to, I mean, it's yours to self-sabotage. Okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. What channel do you envisage picking that up? It's, channel five. No, it's not going to be broadcast ever to any human being. Oh, we're just going to film it. Babe station. With, no, no, we're going to put it on YouTube, and then within the first episode is going to get taken down by for racism. What? <laughs> and you're going to, yeah, your first guest will be PewDiePie. And um, it will just be you, like, hectoring PewDiePie about him being, like, ru- more rubbish than you and saying, what about you, mate? What about you, mate? And that's it. That's the entire show. Okay, uh, so, like, um, and, oh, and then the next guest, join us next week where I'll be forcing Logan Paul to apologise again. Okay. I don't, why it's have like you assumed creative directorship on my, on my own hour? I'm, I'm just pointing you. I'm just trying to steer <laughs> the shit. a producer role. When you get big in comedy, you lose all creative power. That's very true. That's very true. Once you actually start playing the host, it's very hard to give up control of the reins, you know? Mm. Right. Um, Unless someone says, I am the captain now. Well, no. Oh, gosh. I've got to, I've also got to bring that like, question up to you, Admiral. What happens mm. when you were in that situation? Have you ever been in a situation where somebody's declared themselves a captain now? And how well, did you deal with it's it? It's a big problem in the Navy. Mm, mm. Um, luckily, captain's not a rank in the Navy. Right. Uh, you can't have someone who's a captain. Um, don't know about that. I'm, but I'm pretty sure that's well, like true. Captain Birdseye. Yes. Captain, he's a captain of a ship. In the Navy, you can't have any captains. He goes... Let's let's find out. <laughs> I should know this. You should know this. <laughs> you should know this. Um, oh, it, look, there he goes on this one. Okay. Um, I'm finding it out. 
Yes. <laughs> right. Do you want to, anybody else? We talk about the book. Here? Yeah, we could talk about the book. Yeah. Or, well, like, hold off on that for the fact and for the matter, uh, for, mm. for the moment. Um, I'm going to try and get us into this book. Um, so written in 1964, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is a story of one Charlie Bukat who, uh, lives in abject poverty with his parents and four grandparents who are bedridden. Oh, there um, is a captain in the Navy. Yeah, I thought as much. It's above commander. I, I, you shouldn't have to have found that out mm. on Google. Uh, well, I, I got promoted straight to Admiral. From? Uh, I, I joined in as a chief petty officer. Oh, I didn't know you could just <laughs> join as a chief petty officer. Well, I went to Sanford. Okay, all right. So if you just promote you. Yeah, then I went straight to an admiral. Fair enough. I'm going to carry on talking about the book, if that's all right. Um, uh, Charlie lives in a tiny house with his parents and four grandparents who are uh, bedridden. His grandpa, Joe, who is his favourite, tells him about the time he used to work for one Willy Wonka, uh, uh, who had a mythical, magical chocolate factory, was regarded as... The greatest chocolatier of all time. And so one day, his rival started stealing his secrets, and in the fit of pique, he shut down his chocolate factory and became a recluse. And so one day, the factory started up again, but nobody goes in and nobody comes out. Nobody knows what's going on in that factory. All that they do know is that he's making chocolates again, and it's fantastic. And then suddenly, Willy Wonka announces that he is going to give out five golden tickets which he's going to hide in chocolate bars. And anybody who finds a golden ticket will be able to come and visit the, the very secretive chocolate factory. And that's the premise of the book. Um, I want to ask a question right now, which is, how do you feel? I mean, did you read this book as a kid or was this the first time you read this book? I read this book so many times as How many child. times did you write, I read this I don't know, probably book? like four or five times. That's not that many times. It's quite a lot. Still single digits. Yeah, I agree. Four or I mean, five times. If I said... I, but I read a lot of books, so I was, I agree, you know, yeah. always reading. And then, yeah, this one I just read. But like, for example, if I said, like, oh, I've had sex so many times. How many times? Four or five times. Yeah, but that's you wouldn't be impressed. Thing. Yeah, you wouldn't be impressed. You can't, yeah, compare, you can't compare different compare, things. Yeah. I can... Uh, you so can it's like going, oh, I'm enjoying this water. Well, what if that was acid? No, I, I would say, like, in terms of... That's like, what, yeah, that's you. You enjoy no, books. No, no, that's bad. I think it's more... Oh, I've just drunk loads of water. So, oh, how much water have you drunk? Oh, I just drunk a litre. Oh, that's not very much in the grand scheme of life. Yes, it's still a lot true. of water to that's drink true. at a time that's in a short true. period of time. So what separates it? Like, what counts as many times for something then? Well, as a child, the, 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 book is, the book is more difficult for a child to read. It's a children's book. Yeah, but it's still more yeah. difficult for a child to read than an adult. Right. So it's going to take you longer. But so. it gets easier at the older you get. Mm-hmm. And you've been reading this book for a very long time, so four or five times since the age of... How old were you when I first read the book? Uh, six or seven. So I would, like... I would disagree, I would say it's harder to read as an adult. People would read all this stupid like, nursery rhymes, like, oh, Augustus Scrooge, Augustus Scrooge. Oh, I used to skip those. You think those are nursery rhymes? Those are, those are some of the greatest raps ever committed <laughs> to page. Really? Are yes! We is, it, is it better than yes. crisscross? Some of you try to rhyme, but you can't rhyme like this. Which doesn't rhyme. Exactly. <laughs> so you kind of answered your own question there, Harry. Okay, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. A good point. It is better than crisscross. Yes, it is but crisscross aren't crisscross. revered as rappers, aren't Sorry, your argument is, is it better than something bad? Or it is better than that? 
but it is bad. <laughs> so that, that is your whole like, argument. You could have mumbled there. That's a poor ad hominem attack. It's horrible yeah. to people about their voices. <laughs> Why is it? Good yeah. projection, all right? Isn't it? That's what it's called. What's I don't that? need on the navy. You don't need to project. Okay, so look, 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 I, I, w- I, I would say then that like four or five times for a book that you've read since the age of six, seven is not that many times. It's a few times, I agree though. There's a few times. No, Alice, like what what do you think what do you feel you're getting new out of like um each successive reading? I mean, of, this like, was when challenge. I was a child, yeah. but it is just like I think especially as a kid, when you read a really, really good book. Mm. And it's just got a really good story and everything about it. It's just perfect. Now that you've read it again, now that you're like a grown up. Yeah. What I mean, how do you feel about this book as a grown up as opposed to how you felt about it as a child? Yeah. So I guess in the, when I read it in like the mid nineties or late nineties, I didn't really realize, and there were a couple of clues, but I didn't really realize that it was written in like 1960s yes so there's, no, yeah, there's yeah. certain things which were quite strange like just some of the descriptions of things and you know of ethnic minorities and, and the cost of the chocolate bar you yes know, how much was the chocolate bar I don't remember it was but very it was, cheap it was cheap yeah well, you they- know a chocolate bar so when I was a kid chocolate you could get a chocolate bar and a packet of crisps for um, under a pound because you could get chocolate bar, I think it was normally about well, it was could you get one for five p? You could get yeah, Freddo, couldn't yeah, you? That's true. It's very true. Um, but it was probably about thirty p, fifty p. Packet of crisps was twenty seven p. Oh my goodness! Mm. A- In my day, you could get a chocolate bar that they'd pay you to have them. What was your day? Right, how old are you? I'm fifty nine. You're not even that well, old. Not that old. Yeah, yeah. They'd pay you to have Nope, that. that's the end of the conversation. We're not going to talk about this in this story any further. Let's get back to the book. Um, Harren, how yeah. did you... I mean, well, describe I'm, this I'm, book. I'm, I'm, Yeah, I did grow up with this book. I'm quite opposite to Alice. Mm. I'm a very precocious child. And I knew that this book was actually a kind of satire on the reunification of Germany. How? Mm. How? Explain okay. that. Um, All right. I don't need to, because apparently <laughs> you need to have artistic insight. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... Are you doing an art at the moment? <laughs> yeah, I'm interpreting this. No, for instance, it's called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. It sounds a bit like Checkpoint Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is the... The border between east and west. The yeah. factor, wait, wait, wait! So it sounds like something that you just made up. <laughs> no, I didn't make it up. Isn't that what academics do? One, no, no, two. Um, you have yeah, shoehorned the word checkpoint at the beginning of that to make checkpoint. No, but he's, 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 he's an artist. That's he's not going to just go. He's not going to call it a checkpoint Charlie in a chocolate factory. Why not? Huh? Yeah, why not? Huh? Why not? So you think he's, it's an allegory just because he's got the word charming in it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you saw the word Charlie and you added checkpoint Charlie. And no. so, well, clearly he wasn't going to just do that. No, well, yeah, it's, 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 I know. Um, brave, brave new world. He doesn't yeah. call it or oh, brave new futuristic world with drugs and. I mean, he does. Soma. <laughs> <laughs> <He's, he's, laughs> that's not the title, though, is it? That's not the title, is it? No, it's not the title. And, and he, you know, he calls a savage. He doesn't call him person of colour yeah. like, I, like, I would like to point out though like, yeah. even though Brave New World was yeah. not called Brave New World full of drugs and like different hierarchies and it's in the future yeah. the rest of the book is about that whereas yeah. at no point does the word Checkpoint Charlie yeah. turn up well, or, you, you or, or the word Germany, Germany yeah, yeah. Germany yeah. Germany yeah. Germany yeah. obviously he's not going to be that yeah he's going to be a bit more subtle say with 1984 he doesn't go Russia does he he's okay gonna, right. so for instance you said yeah. that it's a very secretive factory yes, yes which true. is the same to the 
Stasi and secrecy in East Germany. So this is a chocolate factory in Germany. Um, East Germany, yeah. East Germany, yeah. So is Willy Wonka? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, he's a kind of dictatorial person. And what's he... Charlie? Pardon? Charlie. Yeah. He's Checkpoint Charlie, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not Checkpoint. So Checkpoint Charlie was Charlie the um that part of the Berlin Wall, right? So can you just explain why Willy Wonka is letting these kids into the to this? Factory, I'm doing air quotes yeah, for yeah, the yeah. Yeah. listeners. Because uh, fact, wait, 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 yeah. factory, yeah. and then he kind of kills them off one by one, mm. and then gives one of them the prize of owning the factory. But yet he is not; he does not represent a person. He represents <laughs> Checkpoint Charlie. <laughs> Please explain. I'm just really now, who confused. does Willy Wonka represent? And who's yeah. Grandpa yeah. Joe? Yeah. Willy Wonka is the head of. East Germany, I've forgotten his name. Bertolt Brecht. Ian, Bertolt Ian Brecht. East Germany. Huh? Ian East Germany. East Germany, yeah. Mm, and he's yeah. inviting these kind of capitalist pigs. Look at these people, right? Augustus Glue, he's fat. He's literally a fat cat. Grandpa Joe is Joseph Stalin. <laughs> I, I would have thought he was Uncle Joe of yeah, America. Sorry, the relation between Joseph Stalin and Checkpoint Charlie. Yeah, What's yeah. the relation there? Why were they obviously and grandson? Duh. I mean, why are they? related because maybe because of the fact that like Checkpoint Charlie was in the East German part Eastern Bloc a Checkpoint Charlie would not have come into existence without the interference of the Soviet Union at the time so in many ways you could say Char- Checkpoint Charlie was the uh, extension of communism and its effects yeah, within Germany exactly but that's not the issue I have so you got Checkpoint Charlie Charlie <laughs> Grandpa Joe Joseph Stalin yeah. who the fuck is Willy Wonka Willy what was no, that? The head, of East Germany. head of East Germany. But then. who's but why? Willy who? Willy who? And why Wonka? <laughs> who's that? Who is that? Wonka. It's Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. <laughs> yes. Wilhelm Wonka. <laughs> he was the head of East Germany. As I would know, I had to do naval manoeuvres with him. <laughs> Wilhelm Wonka, who was apparently the a second. Wilhelm. Okay. Come on, let's, uh, Marxist. Believe that what that means who should own the means to production? A factory is the means yeah. to production. So right? the idea of the book is that the means of production should be owned by Checkpoint Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> not the proletariat. Yeah. By the, <laughs> the people who work in Checkpoint Charlie. Yeah. No, no, no! It's not the people who work in Checkpoint Charlie. It's, it's the place. Just yeah. Checkpoint yeah. Charlie. Checkpoint Charlie. But presumably, a Checkpoint Charlie is but the sum of the people who work there. Nah, I think it doesn't get that specific, really. Um, when when we talk about a boat, we talk about its crew as part of the boat. I want to intimate, I want to go, you were intimating earlier that kind of Roald Dahl is kind of tied up with all this kind of Nazi kind of ideology. Anti-Semitic. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And there we go. <laughs> what goes? <laughs> well, there we go. Huh? What's the relationship? So, so basically, he said that you can have the Nazis or you can have this kind of shitty... You know, communism, essentially. That's what, that's what he's trying to say. When Raul Dahl is basically saying then yeah. to you yeah. that like, um, that, is, this, are... that this chocolate factory is a terrible thing. That uh, the Nazis yeah, yeah. would have been a better thing exactly, than this. Exactly. And, exactly. and that's exactly the kind of rhetoric employed by um, the kind of NKVD. So oh, wait, they, they say, what does the chocolate factory represent? It represents a means of production as a total... Yeah. Fair so enough. you think that this the villain of this book is actually Willy Vil, Willy Vonka, the 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 villain? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Oh, he hires Grunka work um, on Columbus. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah. pay them. <laughs> you almost call them Grunka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do the Columbus represent? Them? Jews. Uh, the Jews. Uh, yeah, because he rescues them. 
right? He yeah. rescues, am I right? He rescues the, he the, does. Uh, the, uh, Olympus, <laughs> and then into some, um, <laughs> Matt Groening is gonna say, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine, it's fine. What's it? Uh, oh, he doesn't listen to this, it's fine, uh, it's fine. Yeah, so, um, well, this is an interesting thing that I would like to point out. I, I, I was doing a bit of um, research around uh, Charlene's Chocolate Factory, and I found out that the Oompa Loompas in the earlier uh, drafts of story and earlier versions that were first came out in the sixties, they were described as um, hardworking but mischievous African pygmies who were brought to the cat factory to make candy. Mr. Daal revised their portrayal in later editions of the work, turning the Oompa Loompas into fanciful dwarf-like creatures from a made-up country. Lumperland, and in the 1971 film they were depicted as squat green-haired orange factory workers now i can see why this whole idea of actually making them african pygmies would have been very very mm-hmm. like a, controversial yeah and then why they changed that uh, but interestingly enough uh raul dahl wanted charlie originally to be black that's interesting yeah but he was but why did he his agent said nah he was his agent uh, Adolf Hitler. No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I don't know is who his man? agent was, but like his agent just thought this is not going to sell to the masses. Da'al. Wild. Baby. Don't do this. Are there any people of colour in, uh. Nope. Wild books? Not that I can think the, of. The Oompa Lumpers, yeah. The Oompa Lumpers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> until he whitewashed them as well. But the like, chocolate is brown. Uh, what about white chocolate though? Um, I think personally, interior. white chocolate is better than brown chocolate. Oh, really? oh no, it's yeah. not proper chocolate. Get it's out. just cocoa butter, isn't it? I like it. Oh, this is a. But really... you know what is bad? What is anything over seventy five percent cocoa? It just tastes like soil. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, there's really, a fine yeah. balance. There's there a, fine, is a balance. fine balance. I agree with you. I think like if you've ever actually had pure uh, cocoa, yeah, it's, it's intense. Yeah. yeah, you need to leaven that with sugar. There's no way to do that. But like, look, that's a hot take. That's the hottest take we've ever had on this um, show. White chocolate. Well, that's what they call me, chocolate. Admiral P. Hot Takes Birmingham. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we. Uh, look, this is this is a good. That's a good take as well. Yeah. That's a good take, Karen. I like that you you it stuck sure to it was a good take. It wasn't a take. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think, uh, he went on about it for a while. <laughs> not only because we pushed him on it, I think he stood yeah. his ground pretty well. I'm not sure if I totally agree with that uh, interpretation of it. Um, I think you might be reading a bit so too much into it. Let's hear your interpretation. Yeah, let's hear your interpretation. <laughs> okay. What about you? What about me? I think it's about a boy who goes to a shocker factory. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, oh my god! Do you know what Mike TV's original uh, name was? What? Herpes trout. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, I, I, I was just verifying your uh, yeah, yeah, black, yeah. black child um, thing, and then it said um, original names for some of the characters. Well, it always struck me that Mike TV was the like had the weakest name out of all those mm-hmm. kids. Augustus Gloop. Uh, Veruca Salt, which is a fantastic name. Mm-hmm. Violet Beauregard, and then. Mike TV, <laughs> like literally, like, like, like he's like, what does he do? Oh, he watches a lot of TV. Fuck it, Mike TV. <laughs> Fuck it, and that mm-hmm. makes even less sense when they updated the character to like uh, the, the latest one where he was like a video games obsessive, and they didn't call him Mike Video Game. Oh, no. <laughs> they didn't. They still called him Mike TV, even though he played video games. It was kind of like, wait, hold on a second, your character doesn't really make sense anymore. But it's a different time, you know. Like back then, people weren't called Mike. Mm. They were called Michael. That's true. That's true. You know, 
<laughs> it was very called... American to be shortening names. You Is know, that true? here people people didn't shorten names here. Everybody went by their full name. You know, you... that's why you knew he yeah. was American. Mm. He was meant to represent like all the worst type of American, mm-hmm. like shortening the name yep. and naming your kid after an object. Mike mm. TV. In the new film, he'll be called Johnny PlayStation. His, his parents called him. So was their surname TV? Yeah. Yes, apparently so. What's yeah. that called? Um, Nominative determinism. Yes, exactly. Well, I and reckon. Is, so, is, do you think you've got nominative determinism, the uh, Bummington? No, it's just my surname. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. So you don't do, do any bumming. No, I've never, I've never bummed. Even though you are well. An admiral in the navy. Even though I was an admiral, which, which, which I, I, I have to admit, that seemed like the obvious joke. Like, no, um, right. I never even went through the rank of rear admiral. No, if you did. You I got promoted straight to up petty officer to admiral. To admiral, you went straight up there. Mm. No, I, 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 and I, there's I, no funny business involved in that promotion at all. Well, certainly no funny business in some of your characters. Oh, that's it. You've been reading my chortle with you. <laughs> yes, I have. I have. To be fair, I am my own worst critic, especially when writing for Chortle. You you review yourself in Chortle. Yeah. And One of my characters is characters. Steve Bennett. <laughs> Again, like, I, I don't really see the satirical angle of this particular character. <laughs> He's just a comedy reviewer. He's always spot on. That's the... <laughs> that's a joke. Char- that's the character. That's a joke. He's always right. He's always correct and on point. That's, yeah. that's what makes him so hilarious. He's uh, a great character. A lot of people have seen the satire in it. Okay. Okay. Uh... All right, so uh, we've ha- like I want to talk about like um, the inciting incident, I guess, for a lot of this Charlie uh, uh, Shocker factory, which is the idea that like up until a certain point, Willy Wonka was making all these uh, chocolates, and he worked like a normal chocolate factory until everybody started stealing from him, and then in- he just shut down and disappeared. Do you do you find that sympathetic? Do you find that sympathetic? This idea of this sort of mysterious kind of a. Uh, uh, Chocolate uh, genius who eventually who, who, who feels like oh people are stealing my ideas well to hell with that I'm just going to shut down no chocolate for everybody become a recluse disappear I mean like do you do you sympathise with that like is that the best way to go about doing it I just strike you as being a bit childish really I kind of understand I think that happened with like Lindsay Lohan you know like she was like a teen star mm. and well, everybody and wanted else, a piece of her and, then and everyone she was copied like, being a teenager yeah exactly and then, is that what happened people yeah copied her. people wanted to everyone wanted a piece of Lindsay Lohan and then she was like no I'm having none of this and then she moved to Dubai and um, became a Muslim well I've is heard that true? well I've heard stories uh, the rumour is that she's basically uh, what pretty much an escort these days like for the very very rich like over in Dubai that's what I've heard where have you heard that from? Very scurrilous little uh, rumour, Mags. Like, uh, that's like one of the um, rumours that was going around Hollywood. It's the same sort of rumours that have been circulating about people like Harvey Weinstein and uh, Kevin Spacey for years. You, you never know they're true until suddenly it's like, oh shit, you know. So trust it as much, give it as little credence as you want. I don't know if it's true, it's just a rumour, you know. Mm. It's just a rumour. Um, so Lindsay Lohan became an escort because everyone stole being a teenager off her. Yes. Because before Lindsay Lohan, no one knew how to be a teenager. I yeah, I mean, well, they, nobody did it quite the way that she did, you know. Uh, and what way was that? Oh, I've seen Herbie, like, and Mean Girls. She, she smashed it, smashed it, mate, smashed it. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. She wasn't in that. Never was the Wolf for good. 
No, because he was he was a werewolf. I think the whole point of that film was that. Yeah. I, in fact, Teen Wolf, if anything, is about it's a, it's a movie about a really awkward white kid who, after becoming a war, a war, a werewolf, air quotes werewolf, becomes really good at basketball <laughs> and dancing to hip hop music. And he doesn't become a rapper, but he might as well become a rapper. I think Teen Wolf is a really interesting, weird movie about like a. A white person basically saying, I want to be black, but yeah, deciding to see you say, no, nah, we can't actually say that. Make him a werewolf instead. Uh, like, uh, cause like, yeah, it's actually very similar to the you, movie Soul Man in some. Or if you watch the film, uh, Michael Jackson's film Moonwalker backwards, it's got a similar. It's about someone walking forwards. About a black, about a black man becoming black. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's about <laughs> a spaceship that becomes a robot that becomes a, a black man who becomes a rabbit who then becomes a black man yeah, again. Yeah, because in the film, <laughs> he's a rabbit. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, that's, that's what happens when you watch Moonwalker backwards. It still doesn't make a lot of sense. It's, it's like a, a sense palindrome. It's equally nonsensical no matter which way you, you watch it. I like that film. I like that film a lot. But yeah. Way to shoehorn your agenda into your what, my, what, my what? Your, my racist, your agenda. racist agenda. Yeah, you agenda bender. Yeah, you agenda bender. Exactly. Exactly. Nice one. High five up top. Oh I like that. Uh, what was I going to say? Has anyone ever seen the Disney show Teen Angel? Yeah. I'm getting so yeah. far away from Charlie yeah, and the Chocolate yeah, yeah. Factory, but I'm going to allow this. Yeah, that was a good show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Can we return, please? Hey, has anybody ever seen the show Drake and Josh? Yeah. I yes, I love it. Oh. Yeah, it's good. Such a good... Sorry, in one second. I'm 62 and I, I watched it because my kids watched Drake and Josh. Why have you been watching yeah, exactly. Drake and Josh? Because he's one of the best rappers out there. He's one of the softest rappers in the game. Also, you were going about the regular show recently. That's another children's program. Yeah, I watch a lot of children's programs because like, I watch I watch Steven Universe as well. Great show. Great show. Hey, has anyone ever seen Adventure Time? Yes. Yeah, but that's actually got adult themes, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. so does all these other ones, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like? Has anyone ever seen Blue Peter? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Powerpuff Girls? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we should have list 90s nostalgia. Yes. Can we please return to the point? So because listening shows that, like, a, like that a 37-year-old man has watched. Because you can list them all, and I'll probably watch them all. Because I've been I've been around a long time. Big House, Little House? What's Big House Little House? I mean, Big Cook, Little Cook. No, I haven't With seen that. I've heard of it, though. I've Bear in the Big it. Blue House? Dexter's Lab? I, I used to love Dexter's Lab. Yeah, I used to love that. Uh, uh, Clifford, the old red dog. No, nope, never watched that. I'm aware of it, though. It's Big Red Dog. Big, big, big Red Dog. He's <laughs> <laughs> a dog of indeterminate. Yeah. By the way, by the way, I just had to, ch- I just had to say, this is, that was, I think, the fifth mention of both Clifford and Drake and Josh on the show and each time we make the same jokes one about Drake being the rapper from Canada and Clifford being a big dog that's it that's it it is a big dog he is a big dog Tim Westwood he's Tim Westwood big dog yeah he's he's, that's that's new that's new I like that what's what's happened to Tim Westwood What's he up to? He's, work, he's working in a chocolate factory. <laughs> he's taking the name yes. Billy Vonka. <laughs> yes, yes. What chocolate factory Nobody's going to get my chocolate secrets. <laughs> big dogs, big dogs, guarding the perimeter fence. I think this book gives unrealistic expectations about chocolate factories. I agree with you. Because I did some character work about a chocolate factory employee and I worked in a chocolate factory for four years because I'm very much the Daniel Day-Lewis of character comedy. Okay, yes. Uh, and it was very boring. 
Yeah. I would say to the mo- for the most part, chocolate factories, the actual nitty gritty of um, making the chocolates is going to be very boring. But I think this is, uh, I just want to read, like the inspiration for Roald Dahl's um, Charlie and Chocolate Factory came because of ex- experience of uh, chocolate companies during his school days. Cadbury's would often send test packages to the school children in exchange for their opinions on the new products. At that time, around the 1920s, Cadbury and Roundtree's were England's two largest chocolate makers, and they often tried to steal trade secrets by sending spies posing as employees into the other's factory. Because of this, both companies became highly protective of their chocolate-making processes. It was a combination of the secrecy and the elaborate, often gigantic machines in the factory that inspired Da'al to write the story. Now, that's pretty exciting. Mm. Chocolate espionage, you know? Interesting hot takes. True. true. There's been a lot of hot takes in this podcast. So many hot takes. I think it's my influence. It's because you're such a like a you, you, you're always comedian. edgy com- comedy. I, am, I know. I think a lot of the stuff I do is quite edgy. What's your take on the whole sort of like uh, new puritanism in comedy? As new puritanism. Like, well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because mm. you don't want to be. Um, I did a character uh, based off an alt right guy. Yeah. Uh, and I had to research it for a long time. And mm. so for about four years, I became incredibly racist. I was going. I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything about that tattoo on your eye. Like, yeah, on the swastika on my face. Yeah, I cover swastika, it up with yeah. makeup every day. The swastika on your face and a tattoo of you, basically, and and kissing Adolf Hitler on your arm yeah. as well, which is compromised because it's quite homoerotic. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's some progression there. Not in the deep end. I think puritanism in comedy has gone not far enough personally now because right. I'm doing a new character about uh, he's meant to be a SJW so now I'm very very left wing okay. can you explain is. what SJW is say um, SJW soy J- Japanese woman <laughs> soy Japanese <laughs> <laughs> isn't that, isn't that, that that's your character? Yeah, 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 yeah. not progressing. I don't also. I also don't know what the target of that joke is. I honestly don't know who the target of that joke is. I can't even accuse you of punching down because it doesn't even make sense yeah. enough. It punches it. Yeah. Punches into the fifth. It just yeah. It just it just aims fists in random areas. Yeah. I don't know where that that's soy, soil and green. Yeah, food. Or chocolate. There, oh, I brought it back. Or is it a Spanish? <laughs> or, or, or is it a Spanish person in disguise? <laughs> Soy Japanese woman. <laughs> That's the character. I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very complicated. Yeah, character. yeah, it is. What's it's her name? Uh, her name is Nikita uh, Umbridge. <laughs> She's got a rush here. <laughs> Because she takes umbrage at everything. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Any joke that could feasibly be directed towards the Japanese. And what did you research for this? Uh, I spent 12 months hanging out on uh, 4chan, where I've heard all the SJWs, the soy Japanese women, hang out. They don't, though. They, they, I thought the whole point was that they're on Tumblr or something. Yeah, they are on Tumblr. So you didn't do your research? I spent another two years on Tumblr after that. <laughs> It was a confusing time. I can do the voice for the character if you want. No. <laughs> yes, I think we should. <laughs> Shall we take it? Take a vote. All those who want to hear the impression, raise your hands. Yeah. All against? <laughs> I don't want to deadlock. So I'm going to have to. Well, in for a penny, in for a pound. I'm going to put my vote in. I want to hear this. Yes, okay. I take full responsibility for any fallout. <laughs> okay. Well, the voice is. Hello. I'm the sorry Japanese woman. 
It sounds very similar to the Your previous Ronald character. Donald, yeah. <laughs> Except that uh, this one's got a slight American <laughs> twang to it. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Still, still really hard for you to pinpoint who this joke is targeted at, or what it's about, or, or why, or indeed why I should laugh. I don't know. Have you got any questions? Okay, all right. Uh, hello, hello, you sweet Japanese woman. Welcome to the show. Uh, oh, thanks for having me. How do you feel about? Charlie? Oh, what? <laughs> how do you feel about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Well, I think it's an image of the. Male, maleocracy mm. coming down on. Yeah, I'm gonna end this again. I'm gonna cut it short again. Cut it short. <laughs> yeah, I've really, I, 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 you know, it was really brief, but I already could tell that was not going anywhere. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know if you went where it's going. Yeah, it was very clear. But maybe for the way that you were looking off into the middle distance for some sort of vague inspiration from the wall, um, I did not have a lot of hope. Well, that's one the sorry Japanese woman does. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Into the I, well, it's, well, it's not good. It's not good. It's terrible. I, I would probably workshop that a bit more before uh, mm. taking any further. Again. Really, it felt like I had to do uh, kind of like a lot of the heavy lifting by trying to suggest something funny, like ask me a question. Like, uh, is, that how, is that how you say, good evening, ask me a question? Well, is I that, do it in character. Okay. Exactly. And do you say, I am soy Japanese woman, or do you just come on and go, soy Japanese woman? Soy Japanese woman. Uh, the, the prime one. I say, yeah, I yeah, am yeah, yeah. the soy Japanese woman. You need to workshop this. Can we get back to the book, please? Uh, let's talk about what happens to the kids in this. Let's talk about the children. Well, they somebody deserve it. Think about the children. You think they deserve it? Yeah. That's the question I'm going to ask. Who did they deserve it? Like, yeah. Why did they deserve it, Alice? Because they're nasty. Okay, let's list their crimes. Okay, mm-hmm. Augustus Gloop. He's fat and greedy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Veruca Salt. She's spoiled. Yeah. yeah. Mike TV watches a lot of TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Violet Boat of Gum chews a lot of gum. Oh, yes. seriously though. <laughs> really? If you chew gum, you should be ashamed of yourself. Really? I think I think chewing gum should be illegal. You should move whoa, to Singapore. Whoa, move to Singapore whoa, then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, okay, hold on a second. Gum's not illegal in Singapore, uh, Aaron. I just want to point out that it's not um it's not illegal. It's it's disposing of your gum improperly okay. that's illegal but you, so in many ways get, and it is illegal here you get a death penalty don't you no that's what I heard death penalty for literally where did you hear that huh where did you hear that from uh, the canary <laughs> not the paper a <laughs> literal canary <laughs> yeah, 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 sat in his shoulder and told you some sort of Batman sorry in a gold mine so you had a canary in a gold mine you remember why you're in a gold mine and why are you talking to a canary? <laughs> panning for gold. Yes. Yeah. Wait, panning, panning for gold, gold in a gold in a mine. mine. Yeah, they said, that's not what that. you... That's not how... Panning you do in a riverbed. I, oh, I went to California, right? With, with a... With a pan. And they said, go down the hole. Right. <laughs> so I went down the hole. Right. And in the hole you found a canary. <laughs> who told you about... <laughs> Chewing gum laws <laughs> of Singapore. Yes, I uh, Why is that so hard to envisage? I don't know. I mean, every single step well, of I don't know why I find that so hard to believe either. Um, Did you manage to get any gold out of it? No, unfortunately not, no, because I. <laughs> I think I was tricked, actually. <laughs> and why did you go to California? Because the, the, yeah, it was the gold rush. What, 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 what was in the hole? 
It's like that's not an answer. What? That's not an answer. The gold rush that happened years ago. That's not an answer. I can't say historically. No, it's recently. Thing. Really? Yeah. It's a new gold rush. Don't invest in Bitcoin. Go to California and prospect for gold. That's what I thought I did. Who said that? Huh? The canary. <laughs> Or was it the canary in the gold mine? <laughs> no, the canary in the gold mine I met in the gold mine. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, but I thought they might have like, given you uh, justification for your actions prior to you having done them. Um, what? what? I don't know how I'm going to meet a canary. <laughs> well, like, probably like, you know, when you do something and then you look for justification for why you've done it. Yeah. It might have been like that. Oh, possibly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Harren just <laughs> latches onto it immediately. I like that. I like that. Oh, yeah. Um Okay. Fair enough, Harren. I don't even know how we got onto that, but like yeah. <laughs> anyway Can I just say can I just say that the, the canary in the gold mine grossly misinformed. That's not how what happens. Okay. What is Actually, the, he didn't explain what was in the coal, the hole. I don't think I, we need to. We... <laughs> there was fudge. I found some fudge. That's a fudge. There you go. That's that's linked it back. And there was a canary. What, it was guarding the fudge? It sounds like a like a Raldell short story, this. Yes. It, well, no, because those have a point. This did not have a point. <laughs> this story did not have a point. Um, oh, but saw each Japanese woman had a point. <laughs> that was a character. No, it was no, 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 no. It did have a point. It was a misguided attempt at uh, character comedy. <laughs> like... I don't say just because something has a point doesn't mean it's good. I'm just saying. saying, Naval comedy awards have you won? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. None. I would like to say that, like, um, that's not what I do. I didn't win any awards. I have never won any awards. You haven't won any awards. I know, and I'm shutting down all these points of entry from left, right, and centre because I need to get back to the book. Can we get back to the book, please? So, kids. The Singaporeans have it, have the right idea, basically. That's where it came from, yeah. They are very punitive when it comes to gum. You think, so you think Violet Beauregard is the worst offender out of all these kids? Yeah. She's it's just chewing gum is a dirty habit. It's disgusting. Right. It's um it's unpleasant for literally everybody else around you. Right. And even, it, even juicy fruit smells nice. It's not chewing it's gum. It's not to do with the smell, it's yeah. the sound. The sound is just so unpleasant of somebody chewing gum. And it's oh, not yeah, just the yeah. sound, it's looking at them in their mouth, opening and closing, and you can see all the slobber in their tongue. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, don't have to look at them. Yeah. <laughs> You're not like yeah, some sort you, of clockwork <laughs> orange Ludovico <laughs> If you happen yeah. to see it, and if you hear it, say you're on the tube, and it's all quiet, rush hour, and it's just this one person going... I don't really have that much of a problem with that. No, I don't know. What about Alex Ferguson? I don't know who that is. He's always chewing, isn't he? He's always chewing gum. That's disgusting. Yeah, fuck that guy. He should be turned into a blueberry. Because that's what happens. (laughs) That's the punishment. If Josh was here. Yeah. If Josh were here. But he's not. If he was here, he'd agree with me. Josh Bellman. I don't know. I don't know if he'd been as tough on this kid. He would. I'm going to send him a message. Go on, send him a message. And then next time... Well, then we, we will find we'll ask out. him, we'll ask him, we'll and then ask we'll him. find but out is, when he's back. He's back next week, isn't he? I think he is, yeah. Isn't the main point Roald Dahl's really kind of castigating, yeah, Western exuberance and uh, mm-hmm. decadence? Yeah. Isn't that what he's getting at? Yeah. Because they're all yes. privileged, they're all privileged, essentially, aren't they? Yes. Like, and she, is that, she is steals that, the gum. Is that the fault of the kids, or is it the fault of the parents, then? It's the fault of um, the au pair. Is it the fault? Okay, or is it the fault of if, if you? If also, is it the fault of society? Did society create these kids? 
if you're slamming the luxury and like opulence and privilege of like Western uh, civilization, then surely that society in which these that produce mm. these kids is as much as fault at fault as the kids themselves. Which I yeah. don't think they are. I don't think it's a te- anything that these kids do yeah. is particularly objectionable. It just strikes me as a grumpy old man who just wants to like um, get some sort of petty vengeance against yeah. kids. But, uh, he is <laughs> the he's, weakest part of a he's society. Taking, he's mocking capitalist Western society, such as in West Germany. I. That's yeah. what. Don't it was East Germany earlier. Huh? It was East Germany earlier. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, he, he, kind of, he kind of vacillates quite a lot in this book. Oh, yeah, he vacillates. Yeah. So his point, he could either be yeah. mocking East Germany or West Germany. <laughs> yeah, Rob, Rob Dahl often got things confused. Unlike you, Harren, who went to a gold mine in California and took advice from a canary. Um, you, never confused. Mine. you never get You never get Well, it was a gold mine that turned out to have fudge in it. Again, not confusing. Absolutely made sense. Made sense. Um, the children will get their tickets, apart from Charlie, they all get their tickets through sort of bad means. Mm. They don't get them through bad just... Bad memes. Yes. <laughs> bad memes. <laughs> like that boy. Oh, that's not bad. That's a good meme. But they all do things like, you know, um, Violet Beauregard... Um, Eats low, uh, gets all the chocolate because she's really competitive. So she's going to yes, because she doesn't just chew gum; she chews gum professionally. Doesn't yes, that's she? right. She's like going she's for professional a gum. She's sure. a professional. Charlie Chocolate Factory feels to me like a book written by a grumpy old man. It does. He's very anti any sweets that aren't chocolate. Hmm. He's pro chocolate. He likes the purity of chocolate. Yeah. He's anti gum. He's anti. Jawbreakers. Yeah. He's anti-all of them. Gobstoppers. Yeah. Gobstoppers. I mean, he's pro-gobstoppers. Yeah, but he's like, um, he's a big gum control advocate. He is a gum control. But chewing gum is so, such a pointless thing to eat a mint. What if I want to eat a mint that takes 20 minutes to eat? Yeah. But the mint you get... get a- what well, if I want to give my jaw a workout? Yeah, yeah. Got a snap, snap, snap. Yeah, you could try. Uh, hey, this this jawline doesn't work on itself, baby. If you chew lots of gum, do you get a more chiselled jawline? Yes, you do. Yeah, you get you can get a clicky jaw. You got masseter muscles at the side. Yeah, and also that's I mean also that's why my face is so wide. I really I thought it was from licking out orangutans. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> that really is. Yeah, do you want to move on quickly? Yeah, let's yeah, move on yeah. to you. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, so we're, we're definitely split on the idea of whether these kids deserve their punishment. I think, you know what is interesting? I yeah. feel that this sort of idea, is not, it doesn't matter if it's fair or yeah. if it's not fair. Yeah. I think the issues of justice don't matter because this, I think Charlie and Shocker Factory kind of falls into the uh, area of cautionary tales. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Hilaire Belloc like, did his famous rhymes about like, cautionary tales for children. And there was like a what a shock-headed pizza. Mm. Uh, many times, it's just like little like nasty step stories that you you tell children to scare them straight mm. for doing tiny little things. Mm. It doesn't matter if like the crime is big because ultimately, if you're a kid, the bad things that you do are never going to be that bad unless you're a psycho kid. It's going to be a tale that you tell a kid because like oh this is like this is why you don't run yeah. down the stairs because this kid ran down the stairs. And then uh, the devil came and chopped off his head. And that's the sort of stuff you say to kids to scare them from discouraging them from so these saying, minor infractions. So but is, this, is this not something a bit more beautiful than that? Is it more about how to live a kind of virtuous life and not... Because if, if you read his other books, um, the twits, for instance, yeah. they become ugly because he says they have ugly thoughts and they become ugly. And it's kind of true when you get older, you kind of see bitter people who've kind of closed off society and then they become... Yeah, they might be physically 
they, they, they become, become you've got very yeah. bitter personalities. They become them. uggos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, do, I, I and, think uh, that's not true. I and think Danny, champion of the world, doesn't he shoot, uh, somebody shoot a duck there? And then that person turns into a duck and gets their comeuppance. He's, yeah, that, that's that's not a childhood tale about, oh, don't shoot ducks, is it? It's more about not killing a mockingbird. Right. Okay. But, but those are all cautionary tales. Everything yeah. that you, you, you yeah. sort of like listed there no, is an example saying, of a cautionary tale. You're saying it's tale. like a wee witty winky, you know, like uh, you stay up late, you stay up late, you'll get micropenis. That doesn't happen, right? It, it's, it's more... It might do. I mean, my penis, I think, is shrinking right at the moment. Oh, I, I can't tell. I'm at, at that age now where I don't know if my dick is actually shrinking or I'm just putting on weight. Oh, I don't actually know. Mm. Uh, it's very yeah, it does frightening. happen. It's frightening. It's honestly very frightening. I did a character based on that. <laughs> what was the name of his character? Was he actually called Wee Willy Winky? No, he's small penis Jake. Okay. I'm not going to explore this. I feel like we were about to hit for something like, like, uh, 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 uh actually, actually profound here. I, yeah, I, so, but I'm saying it's, it's more about living a virtuous life. That's what it's about. But aren't cautionary tales about trying to encourage, foster that opinion of living a virtuous life? Like, like you said, like, yeah, it's, it's, it starts with the minor stuff and then it, it trickles down to the bigger stuff. If you get them to believe the, the smaller stuff, then it makes it easier to actually believe the bigger stuff, as you say. So, like, yeah. why shouldn't you, like, um, sh- use, like, shout and be spoilt, a spoilt brat? Like, because you might get thrown down a garbage no, chute. But I think you're, you, the cautionary trails that you tell the children are kind of parental tools for control. Aren't yeah, they? yeah. Oh, like, don't pick your nose. Or, or yeah, because yeah, they don't want to keep arguing saying, don't pick your nose. Yes. It's not, there's, no, there's no virtue in that, is there? Well, no. but, but I think Roald Dahl is trying to say, trying to inculcate in children kind of values. He's basically the Jordan Peterson of, <laughs> of not sure 1960. Not sure who Jordan Peterson is. He's just written some. Self-help book. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, look, look, I, I, I think like, you're right. There doesn't seem to be on its f- surface that any virtue in the idea of like, don't chew gum, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I'd say it's like, the reason why any parent tells you to do all these little things when you're growing up is because it's to prepare you for the way the world works. I, I think we haven't really reached a, this, uh, a consensus about... Uh, the fates of the children and whether it's fair. I don't think it matters ultimately. It's not meant to be fair. It's probably meant to be unfair. Like, what does no, what do you think about the fact that Roald Dahl being an anti-Semite, uh, and the fact that he also wanted Charlie to be black but was dissuaded from it, does this affect your reading of the book now? As no, I still read the words. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Still read it one Separate after Separate the, the art from the artist. Yeah. Do you believe that? Do you believe in that? I like, don't know. Because I don't know about that either. I find it hard to sort of like uh, read a lot of uh, the works of Roald Dahl without thinking about the things Uh that he said. I mean, I'm just going to read some of these things that he, the quotes that attributed to him. They're kind of messed up. Um, Number one, there is a trait in the Jewish character that does provoke animosity. Maybe it's a kind of a lack of generosity towards non-Jews. I mean, there's always a reason why anti-anything crops up anywhere. Even a stinker like Hitler didn't just pick on them for no reason. I mean, if you and I were in a line moving towards what we knew were gas chambers, I'd rather have a go at taking one of the guards with me. But they, the Jews, were always submissive. What a bastard. That is, um, that is genuinely fucked up. Um, and it's hard, after you know this, it's really hard to sort of go back to any of his books and not think about that and also start reading, like, unfortunate sort of, like, uh, that's why, I guess, why I think about his uh, treatment of the kids and his sort of, like, worldview, being this man's like, oh, that kid watches TV, 
fuck that kid, shrink him and then stretch him out. And also that kid chews gum, so why is turn him into blueberry. Why is that an ironic punishment? It isn't an ironic punishment. Not, they're just out. sadistic. <laughs> I'd like to point out as well that none of the punishments for these kids in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory are ironic in any way. <laughs> Except for Gus's Gloop, which is the only irony in the whole thing because of the fact that he's a fat kid who loves chocolate and he ends up like being stuck in the pipe because he's so fat and it's his own that's greed. That's not really irony. That's just direct well, cause he, and effect. It's his greed that, uh, in the Chocolate Factory. The fact that like uh, the, the act of sending a kid who loves chocolate uh, to a Chocolate Factory ends up like kind of like being an unpleasant experience for him is fairly ironic yeah. in a very broad sense. But... A spoiled kid being thrown down the rubbish by squirrels who determine that she has a bad nuts. Like, that's not ironic. That's more absurd. That's like, I don't, like, mm. I, I guess you could argue her sport behavior by refusing to accept no for an answer is what gets her into that situation. Violet Beauregard, again, she just says, like, it's not even the chewing gum thing that's the issue. It's the fact that she doesn't listen to Willy Wonka when he tells mm. her that hasn't been finished testing yet. She says, I don't care. It's gum and chew it. Mm. That's like not the fact that she loves gum so much as much as that she's just a bit of an idiot. Right? Mm. And Mike TV, again, they're all the same things. This is like kids saying, like, um, don't do that. I'll do whatever I want. You, you didn't really need to have like, particularities of them having, like, I like TV, I like chewing gum. You can say, like, they're all kind of shitty kids. <laughs> like, they didn't listen. That was the whole thing. They're just the same character over and over again, effectively. His point seems to be that only very poor children grow up all right. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Yeah, kids who have nothing and who actually, like, like as a result, like, have very loose self-esteem um, and never feel the need to actually question like, anything they're being told um, will be all right in the end. The nobility of the working class yeah. argument. But each time, each time, each of these kids, they're effectively the same character. They're doing the same thing, which is not listening to adults. And that's what leads them to their doom. And I can't help but feel that Charlie and the Shopper Factory is a book about the, uh, unquestioning, uh, uh, the unquestioning authority of adults must, that must be obeyed at all time. Yeah, I, unless unless those adults are idiots, but in, in in this case, listening to an adult will basically prevent your kid from doing something. But if you're a kid who just refuses to listen and does what they what, does anything, you might end up like nearly being. But then, killed. ironically, he's just had a go at Jewish people for being submissive, yes, and not exactly. speaking out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So, which which is he then? He's not. Yeah. Well, so we've not just had a go at that. Huh? Yeah. That wasn't said like yesterday. Yeah. yeah, but also I'd also like to point out big difference between like the gas chambers and the chocolate factory. Yeah, is there? There's a the same sort of infrastructure, isn't there? <laughs> is it? Huh? Where you going? Where you going? Yeah, there's where different you rooms. You need you need pipes. <laughs> well, that's just like any building, huh? <laughs> the basic point is any no, building is similar to a gas chamber. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I don't really have to go. Progress with this. <laughs> but, but there are, no, just from a purely clinical architectural point of view, there are quite a lot of commonalities. Yes, yes. So yeah, any building. And, um, and. You see, <laughs> you lost me factory. again. You see, <laughs> you lost me there again. I was, I was there up until the point where you said, like, common, where you got, said commonalities of where's you going with this. And then you said, like, commonalities between <laughs> gas chamber and chocolate factory. There, there are. They're built for different purposes. They had different connotations. A chocolate factory sounds like a nice place to go. It sounds like it's not, is it, for Augustus Globe? No, it it? isn't for these kids who don't listen. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. But 
ultimately, the actual ch- chocolate factory itself is meant to be a magical place to be. They have the grass where you can eat, and like that's like sugar. But it's founded on magic. slave labour of Oompa Loompas. I agree. It's founded on um, infanticide, essentially, right? Well, no, it's founded on some one man's fucking passion for just to absolute power. And Steve absolute Jobs of chocolate. Yeah, yeah exactly, he is. Exactly, he's yeah. absolutely Steve Jobs of chocolate. And I will absolutely... 100% agree with you on the idea that it is all predicated, predicated on slave labor. These, yeah. the, 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 the Oompa Loompas do not, uh, they're not paid. Yeah. They just love chocolate so much. They love cocoa beans so much. That's yeah. all they'll accept. And he just keeps them in the factory. Yeah. They never go in, never go out. They just yeah. live their entire lives exactly. in the factory. And that's why nobody's been able to steal secrets and yeah. why the chocolate's been so good. It is effectively uh, de-, de facto slave labor. I agree yeah. with that. But that's not the same as a gas chamber. Uh, it's anti-Marxist as well because he fires all his workers. Yes, and replaces them with slave labor. Yes, mm. absolutely. And it's 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 the dark side of the chocolate factory that we I guess we we kind of willingly I- I- ignore. Um, but well, it makes dark chocolate. Well, exactly. not just dark. Exactly. Chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes dark chocolate. He makes dark chocolate. I mean, Alice, does this affect your love of the book in any way, like, having had all these sorts of, like, that quote, for example? How can you hear that quote and still think that Roald Dahl is one of the good ones? Um, I don't think you can. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty awful. It's really said. awful. It's, does that also affect your reading of the book? It's really Do you find yourself reading it backwards now? Or sideways? I think it's like... The whole, you know, um, uh, you know, Woody Allen sort of. Well, I mean, he's not been proven as guilty. But let's say Roman. <laughs> let's say Roman Polanski. Here you go, Roman Polanski. Yeah. When he got found out, they should have just stopped letting him make the films. But the films that were made before that are good, and it's like That's so. Maybe when things get proven to be bad you stop giving them a platform but how can you I mean it's some sort of time oh. cop yeah well there's going to be another adaptation of um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory done by the guy who's responsible for the Paddington movies so <sighs> that's what's like I mean like I'm wondering because in a similar sort of vein like um, this guy took Paddington and made it overtly a story about immigrants the immigrant um, experience in England so what do you think he'd do with the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory um, aspect? Since he's kind of woke. I reckon he'll go with Harren's interpretation. Yeah, gas chambers. <laughs> no, 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 about it being about Checkpoint Charlie. Uh, yeah. How'd that go again? So, like, Charlie is Checkpoint Charlie's Charlie. Charlie's Checkpoint Charlie. The factory is East Germany. East Germany. Willy Wonka's the head of East Germany. Yeah. Willy um, Wonka, yeah. Grandpa Joe represents Stalin. Yeah. 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 It doesn't sound like a very good movie. No. <laughs> what? It's a better movie than every which way but loose with with a ragtag with Lacoste. Yeah, I never said that was a good movie. <laughs> That's the movie you're trying to crowdfund on on GoFundMe. Yeah, no, but like no, I, this, that movie's already been made. My version, every which way but looser. Oh, looser. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I just cut the story to its bare essentials. And we conclude. Yeah, it's just a half. That's only half an hour long. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I think he'd also make it about immigration. What my uh, movie? My movie? No, about the, 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 the orangutan. Uh, yeah. How do you make it about immigration? Well, orangutans don't grow in the wild west, do they? You have to, you have to, Im- have to immigrate. So the orangutan being eaten out by a Clint Eastwood is the immigrant in this story. 
it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's the immigrant from Borneo. Yeah. So, what does that say about the immigrant experience in America? Come over here. Come to Eastwood will give you a good time. Essentially, yeah. It was like uh, the American wise, dream. The like American poster dream. Wise. What the American cream? The American oh, dream. Oh, gross. Who are the American dream? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, um, I guess Neil Tyson deGrasse. Neil oh, deGrasse Tyson. He was never in a band though. Huh? He's a physicist, isn't he? So yeah, uh, that's true. But I mean, I didn't ask who was the American Brian Cox. Who <laughs> 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 was the American D. Ream? Um, I guess Bruce Springsteen, because he's he's had the song um, "Born in the USA" appropriated many times by political parties, and each time mm. he's actually said, "Don't do that. You haven't listened to the song. You have." You, Doesn't you sound much like D. Ream, though. Yeah, that's the closest I've got. What can I say? Uh, I can't think of any campaign anthems. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Stevie Wonder, uh, Science Hill Delivered, was the uh, uh, anthem of the Obama campaign, wasn't it? I think they're a bigger name than D-Ream. I don't think you're getting what D-Ream represents. <laughs> just one song. <laughs> they just famous for one song, which is yeah. like... I'm just focusing on the purely the political aspect here. Fair maybe. enough. Um, I think, like... I, 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 I feel like we can get more into the sort of, like, broad talking points um, as we sum up our thoughts on this book. I want to go around the table now, um, starting with you, Haran. What do you think about this book? Yeah, I thought it was, it was it was pretty good, and it was it worked as a cautionary tale, as you said. Mm. Um, what lessons did you take from this book? Pardon? What lessons did you take from this book? Uh, don't don't be born poor, and yeah, that's sure. that's what sure. <laughs> Do be born poor. Pardon? No, don't be born poor. Wait, is it do yeah, or but, don't? But he gets better stuff because he's poor, huh? Yeah. Oh, maybe the book's he's about the virtuous. benefits. Yeah, it's criticism of the well welfare state. I think yeah, just don't be. Don't be poor. Very uh, weak interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, because you got to live the same fucking. Uh, you got to live in the same bedroom as your granddad. Like, yeah, it, you just fart. If, if all you like, take from the book is the opening twenty pages. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you intimating that I haven't read this? The book. Yeah. I'm Did you stop reading after the bit, like where like Grandpa Joe just finishes telling the story of the Charlie Chocolate Factory of, of the Chocolate Factory? It's like, well, that's what I need to know. I don't, that sounds like a really, really depressing social realist book here. About a poor kid. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Nah, I don't know about that. You've missed out on the whole sort of like... Well, I've like, I mean, mentioned all this whole kind of... Um, Checkpoint Charlie. Checkpoint Charlie. It's like... I genuinely think that Oompa Loompas, like he takes them in on, under kind of... Under the pretense of being kind. Kind of yes. Thing. And he's actually... There's a very prescient kind of criticism of Angela Merkel uh, taking in refugees. Oh, you think it's about... Oh, you know, we're sorry. You know, like, oh, we need Syrians. But actually... He needed cheap labour. Angela Mutti Merkel needs cheap labour. I don't know about this, but I mean, okay, uh, that's your interpretation. I can't really like. Follow my blog on the Spectator. Admiral, I've I've noticed that like um you you you're beginning to sound a lot like one of the co-hosts on this show over the course of this episode. I I can't actually remember what you sound like at the beginning, but like you definitely sound a lot like Dan Often now. Um, well, I'm is he another character that you're I'm trying? I'm such a clever uh, character comedian. The nice shift from voice to I'm an enigma. Yes, you are. You are. I, I really don't know who you That's are. That's one of my characters, the enigma. Edward Enigma. Edward Enigma. Yeah. Uh, he's a uh, computer salesman from Hull. I can do his voice if you're interested. Go ahead. I wonder what that's going to sound like. Oh, I'm Edward Enigma. And I'm going to sell you a computer. Any questions? 
Sounds a lot like David is. <laughs> yeah, well, only, in, only the catchphrase. Everything else is like a, his own thing, definitely. Um, oh, any questions? No. no. Oh, actually, no, I do yeah. have a question for you. Um, what did you think of this book? Well, I rather liked it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I liked all the chocolate. That's it? Just the chocolate? What was your favourite yeah. chocolate in the book? Um, the fizzy optic drinks. That's not chocolate. I call anything sweet <laughs> chocolate. That's one of my character ducks. Fair enough, fair enough. Character ducks. No, ducks! Stop that, stop that. I can't plagiarise Team America. But, uh, no, no, I'm just saying that after your <laughs> strongly worded feelings of immigrants, maybe you shouldn't be saying words like that. A dirk is a small knife. It wasn't about the immigrants. It was it Angela is. Merkel. Anyway, Angela Durkle? Yeah, <laughs> Angela Durkle has small knives. That's barely even the joke. <laughs> anyway, do you want to buy a computer? Um, how much? Twelve pounds. <laughs> Still waiting for the punchline. <laughs> how much RAM has it got? hundred megabytes. This is again. Where's the target? What's the satirical target you're you're trying to hit with this character of Edward Nigma, who speaks in a high voice and sells computers? Who is this meant to be lampooning? I don't understand. Well, I don't know. Okay. All right. So you like? Okay. Admiral, did you like the book? You yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was alright. Okay. All right. What? All right. <laughs> Why are you now Irish? I'm- <laughs> You're going to have to do better. Oh, my God. You'd <laughs> um, <laughs> be ashamed of yourself. It was... Uh, well, it sometimes was, uh, after I do my voice, I struggle to get back into my own. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I, it feels like it's like the end of the term, Terminator 2 when the Terminator, the T-1000 is melting, just goes through every like, person's imitated throughout the course of the film. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. We're going to move past this. Uh, maybe come back when you've like presented yourself. Alice, what did you think of the book? Um, As a book? Mm pretty damn good but as what as a uh, iron or uh, as a as a doily I don't know what no was... as a book by Raul Dahl ah conflicting do you feel that this is would you feel comfortable reading this book to your kids probably she doesn't have kids no I'm just if I were to have children I think the thing is this book was my favourite book growing up right so is it the best Raul Dahl book then uh, probably. I didn't read The Witches. Which is pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, I didn't read The Witches. My mum told me I would get too scared from it. There was a picture on one of the pages, a Quentin Blake illustration of when the head witch, witch ticks off her mask, and it used to terrify me to the point where I, 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 I read that book several times, and each time I knew when that page was coming up and I'd like try to read as fast as I can with that picture on it I was like Ugh! okay I'm just taking the press of it and move on move on I was that terrified of that picture yeah I, I never saw the film either but um, yeah my mum wouldn't let me read it she was like no you are too too delicate You're too sensitive my other sister's got to read it but I wasn't allowed to because mm. I, I used to get scared by everything he does have you read it now? no I haven't <laughs> I'm doing a different character now. I'm in my Irish character. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Oh, all right. I'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So, I, I, this is a. I guess this is a question I would. Uh, I want to ask as well. Like, what do you feel like? Um. Is there's a lot of stuff in like um some of uh Ralph Dahl's books that like um feel unsuitable for kids. Like, it feels like it goes a bit too far. 
I kind of like that in a way. Like, I feel that like it's 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 the mild horror, which is what like kids kind of love as well. They like being scared, and it's nice to have these sorts of books that, actually, that do it to them. I'm just wondering though. I'm, I I find it more the 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 more dubious elements of the story are, are things that don't necessarily translate as well. Things like the Umpa Lumpas, for example, and like obviously. I don't recall any particular part where uh, he just comes out and just starts slamming the Jews for, like, mm. out of nowhere. So it's not like he's shoehorning that ideology into his children's books. But it, it does sit uncomfortably with me when I find out these things about Ra- about him and the fucked up things he but, says. And then what? So what? <laughs> I, I think, like, surely as a child, like, mm. it's not funny, just kind of serious. Like, for instance, the roads, roads, from Rhodesia, yeah. uh, like in in uh, in kind of um, Oxford, yes. they want to remove his statue. Yeah, surely you should. Surely we're not stupid. We can understand that people aren't absolutely good or absolutely bad. They're kind of mixed people. Mm. So you, you should you should just educate yeah. people about both aspects of them, and then and then doesn't, doesn't yeah, you can still like, revere the good stuff they well, did. Well, like yeah, every, well. every every good person would have had some kind of shitty aspect okay. of the character. I would Winston agree. Churchill, for instance, I would agree yeah, with yeah. you, but like I would say again, serious point yeah. here. A statue is not the same thing as a yeah. book. A statue, yeah. when you raise a statue, it's an edification of a person. You don't yeah. put statues up to people who are scumbags. Yeah. Fine, fine. Okay, but, so, so, but in the Roald Dahl case, what, you're not going to... Well, no, 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 no. Author, no. I, 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 I think you can't deny child. children those stories. Too, yeah, yeah the, exactly. Yeah. This is the idea. It's yeah. a story so good that, like, you can't... And, and as a result, like, you, it, it avoids being too horrible in one sort of racial aspect or whatever, like, that you can still carry... This will be, This is a timeless story and you'll probably be reading this story to kids way down the line. Mm. And, yeah. like, um, and you can't, like you said, you can't deny, like, um, the, uh, a kid... From learning about like why it's bad to watch TV all the time, or chew gum, or be a fat pig. Or... But that's not what makes the books good. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I I I'll be sure when I read this book to my kids, I'll say like, and then he got sucked up the pipe because he's a fat pig. He's a fat <laughs> pig who couldn't stop eating chocolate. You fat pig, and stop watching TV. Sorry for all the people with headphones. <laughs> Don't worry, I got the compressor. Uh, I'll be alright. Oh yeah, maybe some lessons have not aged as well. I don't think the whole thing about Mike TV, for example, has aged that well. We it'd live be, in a screen. Mike Netflix now, wouldn't it? Yeah, or, or, yeah. I think it. I think it actually has aged well because I think children do watch TV too much, and so yeah. But I yeah. don't think it's as deleterious. So another hot take. Uh, well, no, 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 no. I think like I don't think too much is is is. Too much is an interesting point because like, I, I would say it's almost like it's unavoidable. Everything you do involves a screen now. Everything mm. involves a screen no, now. No, it doesn't. Everything. Not everything. Reading a book doesn't involve a screen. Yes, what can. we're doing in it, it can. can. I, 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 it can, but it doesn't but have it to. Can. Yeah, but it can. But it can. Walking down the street doesn't involve a screen. It can, but it doesn't have to. So that's... Uh, Protecting yourself from sunlight doesn't involve... Screen. screen. No, it doesn't. No. Sun spectacles. Exactly. Sun spectacles, <laughs> exactly. indeed. Yeah. No, I. I would say that we co-opted screens to the point. There's like you don't have to, but it makes it much more like it's much more. The world is actually much more convenient when you have these screens in life, and I don't think they're necessarily a bad thing. That's my personal take, sure. and I know it's not like a, I know it's not necessarily a, a a popular opinion. Like um, and the idea of screen time for kids is like a very contentious point for parents anyway. But I think that like the idea of looking at a screen. And seeing it as a sort of like uh, malevolent force in uh, a child's life, 
as opposed to a tool which can be used to educate and used to sort of like um, do things better, right? But he draws the distinction. This is excessive use, isn't it? Augustus Gloof has eaten excessively. Mike TV watches TV excessively. Yeah. Um, Violet gum. Yeah. Does, does it all successfully? There's no moderation, and so that you're, you're arguing that the things that he's saying are things that, like, um, because these kids uh, do it in in excess, yeah. right? Uh, they're going to end up like Michael Hutchins. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, for me, I think like with Mike TV, I don't even think it's necessary about excessive like TV consumption. Do you know what I think? I think you watch a lot of TV, I and then you're trying to kind of justify this through your podcast. I, oh, like saying, TV's fine. Oh, you know what? Eating, what do you eat? Dim sum is fine. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Whoa, what loads the fuck? and loads of dim sum is fine. What's it like? To be fair, Tim, you do eat a lot of dim sum. I <laughs> do, but that's beside the point. That's beside the point. That's, the point. that's your first go-to? No, but, but you're projecting your own thing onto a book, which is the everybody does kind of thing. Your own agenda into a book. Yes, bird. yes. But, um, I think that's what you're doing here. Like, I mean, I, well, I'm not I, no, no, no. I, 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 I take on point on board what you, your point, but I, I do think that uh, Roald Dahl's like um, uh, authoritarianism is, in its way, excessive as well because the punishments don't. If, yeah, agree. Yeah, so a kid watches something excessively. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, the punishment should fit the crime if that is indeed a crime. Yeah, right. It isn't. It isn't. It's like he's basically put these kids through the paces. If anything, the t like I said before, the TV excessive stuff. Or the doing something excessively is an issue. It's the fact that the kid doesn't want to listen to the warnings that are given to them. Mm. That's the issue. I think if Mike, you could have had a kid like Mike TV who just watches a lot of TV, but when Willy Wonka says like, oh, by the way, this is not tested, probably don't do this. Mm. And says so like, yeah, you're right. I have no idea what this is. You're right. I'm just watching more TV. But they are children. They are children. Oh, they mean they will do that. Because like, I guess, again, the real villains of the piece are probably not the children themselves, but the adults. Mm. Again, the adults encourage their kids to actually do like the stupid things we see them doing ultimately. Except for like um um Mr. Salt, who actually does think like, oh this is a bit mm, Veruca shouldn't go in there with the squirrels or whatever. But yeah, most of the kids actually most of the adults encourage the kids in to doing what they're doing. Um I don't think like uh I think the 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 the, the character like uh traits of doing something excessively uh, it's just the only way to give them any character at all. As mm-hmm. a, otherwise, it'd just be the same kid over and over again. They could, they're all just essentially Veruca Salt. Like, but they just like, in many ways, yeah, that's not how you do a character. What? You're just going to do a funny voice and say, I only eat one type of food and that's it. That's not a character. That's thin. I've got a very varied diet. <laughs> yeah. Remember that bit in like, um, Charlie and Chocolate Factory where they start arguing about how old Charlie is. <laughs> And so, what year were you born, Charlie? Well, I was born this year. Well, that would make you 12 years old. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You said that you met all these people in your life. It doesn't make any sense. And they get, it goes on for 50 pages. <laughs> it just goes on. And it's like, and we still don't know, like, if, if he's actually 12 at the end of it. But anyway, I'm just going to give this, like, it's time to sum up. We've heard from everybody. We've got three positives for this book. I'm going to have to give this book a measured recommend. I agree with you. It's got to go into Hall of Fame. It's got to go over Hall of Fame. Yes. It's it's definitely got to go in Hall of Fame, but with caveats. Because, like I said, I feel like, I also feel like it's kind of like it's too easy, kind of like pick, picking apart a children's book. It is a children's book, uh, but I I do have my little irritations with it here and there. But who am I to deny you reading this to your kids and 
chastising them with like all their poor choices they make, like with eat, being fat pigs. Um, so here we go. It goes into the Hall of Fame. Well done, Rodal. <laughs> So well done. Um, it's a beloved children's book. Who am I to stand in the way of that? Um, this is always awkward because we have to see into the next section, which is notes where I ask you all for your notes. I'm just going to go straight into it because we just have to play two songs in a row, apparently. But it gives everybody a chance to chill out and collect their thoughts about the notes that they're going to give. Hope you're thinking about the notes you're going to give. Because the song's nearly over. No. And the song's over. I'm going to start from the opposite direction. Alice, how would you have improved this book? If at all, if you, um, if you do indeed. I would have made Raul Dahl not be an anti Semite. How would you have done that? Um, just stopped him. Just said, no, what are you doing, mate? Don't so, ruin wait. this. So, your plan right now, let's break it down. Your plan <laughs> is to get invent a time machine. Or, no, no, or a robot. Him. A robot that can go back in time to kill uh, Raul Dahl. Wait, whoa! <laughs> yes. So, you're going to stop him from being an anti Semite by killing him? <laughs> No. Okay, yeah, okay. To educate him. <laughs> okay, okay. It's going right. to be a Jewish robot. And he'll become his best friend. A robot be a Jewish, Jewish robot? robot? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, he'll be circumcised. <laughs> Why are you building a robot dick? Is it a sex robot? Are you sending a sex robot back to educate Ronald? Sure, why not? <laughs> so you're, you're getting a robot to pedophilically pray. No, why is he a child? He's an adult. It's going to go back when he's an adult. Right. And talk to him. But what? His... Mano a mano. <laughs> well, wait, what's the, okay, what, what is the prime age to stop Roald Dahl from becoming a an anti-Semite then? Twelve. You reckon? Why? That's when everyone becomes an anti-Semite. Is it because there's no because of the bar mitzvah thing? Bar mitzvah. Everybody that like, sees their Jewish friends having their bar or bat mitzvahs at the age of twelve, they get jealous and say, "Ugh, you know what? Hitler was right." That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, okay, you send him at twelve. What's he going to say? What's he going to say to convince him to like come back to? No, to... they'll become friends, Even... and he'll and he'll be like, "Ah, oh, you know what? Jews are great." How realistic is this robot? Human looking. So, like, we're talking like a proper Terminator's jobby here, mm-hmm. yeah? Not, but not, like even. A, not Uncanny Valley. Yeah, not, no, no, like, because when you say the robot, I was immediately imagining like a metal box man <laughs> who goes, beep, boop, beep, boop, I'm a Jew. <laughs> Stop hating on the Jews, beep, boop. I thought that's what you had in mind. Okay, alright. So, a realistic robot goes back in time and then convinces Roll Dahl to be, to love Jews. And not say the awful things mm-hmm. that he says. Yeah, and then we can all read these books in peace. Mm, that's a, I, I like that idea. Don't know if it's practical though, and it's not really a note on the oh, book. Are our notes <laughs> normally practical? I try. I really <laughs> try. I really. So try. if he wasn't anti-Semite, how would this book manifest? Would he write? Yeah, do you think it would be different? No, he would still different. write this book. He just wouldn't say those things. And then we would just <laughs> so his book would be exactly the same. Yes, yeah. all the books would be the same. It's just about it's it's the man. You, so you're not changing the book; you're changing the human being, yeah, like the, yeah. the writer. 
I like it, thinking outside the box of the, of notes. We've never had somebody who don't do that before. Very, very good note. I like that. Okay, I like that. thank you. Admiral, if that is indeed your true name. It's not, it's my title. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> I have never reported. Yeah, boom, roasted. Okay. Um, um, I would have made it uh, much more aquatic. Oh, more C. The f- Why... The problem is, is that his chocolate factory violates a lot of laws. Mm-hmm. If it was in international waters... Not a problem. Not a problem. How would you have that chocolate river? It would be on a big boat. Sounds a bit gross. Be on a massive old boat. It sounds a bit gross. Why? Because like, it's just like circulating the same like chocolate. And well, it's like not, a building. There's no runoff anywhere. Like, It'll run off into the sea. I guess so. Isn't that just big pollution problem then? Fish love chocolate. You ever heard chocolate to a whale? They go mad. <laughs> well, they go like, insane. Yeah, whale's favourite foods are... Their third favourite food is uh, nothing. Their second favourite food is plankton. And their first is chocolate. When did you become an expert suddenly on maritime biology? I did a lot of time when I was at sea. I read about whales. Right, okay. And the creature. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, like, I'm, well, actually, I wasn't going to say, because I, I kind of want to move on as quickly as possible from this point. I don't, I don't know how this improves the book. I don't know how this improves the book it in any way. It just makes it, gives it an edge. What's the edge? But they're at sea. This, this note is like your, your satire. I don't see what's, what's, what's going on. What's the focus here? What's the target? I... The target is that they're at sea. <sighs> oh, dear. And I'd had a character called William Wonkers because <laughs> his brother. <laughs> what would that add to the book? Uh, I can do what the character sounds like if you're interested. <laughs> Again, why, I don't how think we're you... interested. I don't think we're interested. You're not. One, we're not interested in two. That would not work in a book. Like, like, it's like, unless you are actually there and there's a recording, press recording to hear what William Wonkers yeah, would, would be sound like. Yeah, like a scratch and sniff book. Right. <laughs> Again, if it's a scratch and sniff book, how does that convey that this is what his voice sounds like? It's got a speaker in it as well. <laughs> You've not thought this through. Press it here. So you, your, your additions and your notes to the book would be things that would not change the book that much at all. Except it's at sea and you'd have to hear a funny voice from a new character who doesn't really add much to the plot. He just adds a funny <laughs> voice. He adds loads. He adds a drive to the core of the book. Because? Sure. Because he's his long lost brother. But, and he's also called Willie. He's called William Wonkers. Right, but how does that... Wait, fa- wait, wait. William Wonkers and Willie Wonka. Yeah. yeah. And they're long lost brothers. Yeah. How does this affect Willie Wonka? Well, he's, it's why he's come back, because his longest brother's come back with new chocolate recipes. How does this Such affect the plot? Of the book? This is a different story. <laughs> How does this affect the actual plot of the book, Charlie Chocolate Factory? Wow. Where he, the, the kids turn up. Congratulations, kids. You won a trip to the factory. I'm going to show you around the Oompa Loompas. By the way, here's my brother. Willie Wonka. Willie Wonka. Willie Wonka. Willie It's just like uh, a that's really... exactly what happened. <laughs> like what? Very... Why are you Irish again? <laughs> I hate you so much. Right, we're gonna oh, move uh, on. Um, Aaron, how, what's your note? What's your note? I have no idea um, what that was about. But... Yeah, no, I, I liked it. Um, I think it was a good satire on the addictiveness of chocolate. I, oh. I think he should have played up on that. He should have had the company been taken over by Pablo Escobar and uh, it manufacture cocaine and uh, they could have called it Charlie and the Charlie Factory okay 
Right. Wouldn't really have been a kids' book, though, would it? Yeah, one that wouldn't have uh, been a kids' book, and also totally different story. <laughs> it was like totally different story. <laughs> I was telling you a story, like because it's about drugs now. Huh? Why are you inviting <laughs> oh, children? Is not a drug, is it not? Well, the, no, it's addictive, isn't it? That's the whole point. Isn't isn't um, sugar's addictive? Is it, it was in that documentary, um, Cowspiracy. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so chocolate and cocaine are the same to you. Them both came from cocoa, cocao, cacao. Okay, say just calm. Think, think. Yeah, yeah. Mouth. No, they, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think he, okay. basically he's basically trying to say like the sugar industry is is essentially the same as, as the cocaine as industry, the drug yeah. industry. Yeah. Okay. So why so it's okay. predicated on slave labor? Um, it's you need um, interesting, interesting. You need your customers to become addicted. And ends up getting people, those meddling kids, <laughs> get killed. There we go. Yeah, I saved it. I saved it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I guess. So kids, you're still inviting kids to your drug factory. Yeah. They win a trip to the drug factory after yeah. buying bars of drugs. Essentially, yeah. And he's got different types of drugs. Some that make you fly. Some that turn you into a gooseberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, this is all based on the kind of. It's no. It's just basically double just... entendre of Charlie and Charlie. Yeah. 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 That's one all your jokes. Yeah. And you dare to criticise my <laughs> satire? Do you think? Do you... <laughs> you're crying. the entire basis of your material. Do you think that is you're the two a... words <laughs> the same word? <laughs> Not even a pun. <laughs> Well, it's down to Tim Hines and right? Isn't it? Yeah, but at least he actually has some creativity. As well. <laughs> Do you think your um, uh, analogy to uh, 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 the German Eastern Bloc still holds in this new uh, drug infused take? Drug yeah, take? I, think, I think it does. Because um, that does smuggle. It was hard to get drugs in East Germany, yeah. you had to smuggle them. Um, it's like the Beatles records as well, they had to kind of smuggle them. So it's flyers. Checkpoint Charlie, still Checkpoint Charlie, only now it's Charlie Cocaine, like Checkpoint yeah. Cocaine. He's yeah. called Checkpoint Cocaine. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, although, know. ironically, that probably wouldn't be a good place to smuggle drugs. Because there's a checkpoint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Strong note. <laughs> Strong note. I don't know. I don't know how to respond to that. You just say, you just say like, well, is it all about drugs now? There's kids in it. and uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's got... Um, What's that guy, Johnny Depp? Mm. What's that guy point, <laughs> points at me? <laughs> but you know all that is celebrity culture, yeah. He's also in Fear it's and Loathing like in Las Vegas. celebrity Lays. culture. He's really, really famous. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows who Johnny Depp is. Who's that Barack, Barack Obama. Do <laughs> <laughs> reckon Barack Obama's the biggest name? <laughs> no. So what is Camilla Batman Gillard. That's, quite That's a good name. Yeah. That's a good name. Now, who is the, the most famous person? In the world, mm. right now, living or dead? Mm, living. The Queen? Maybe. It's got to be It's got to be either Trump or Obama, really, isn't it? I reckon it's... Uh, Beyonce! God. Admiral P. Bummington. Actually, Dan, Dan who isn't here, his mum doesn't know who Beyonce is, so... Boom, roasted. So I'm not. I'm not. He said that to me. No, she doesn't. She, she knows now because I told her. <laughs> Why did you tell her Admiral P. Barrington? <laughs> oh, oh really? Oh, she came to one it. of my shows, Dad Offen's mum. Oh, and uh, oh. I was a large piece. One of the characters was Jay Z. Uh, sounds sounds went, PC. <laughs> and he went. My wife 
all the same. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Again. But what again. are your thoughts in the book? My Action. thoughts in the book. Okay. She's already yeah. told us his thoughts. No, but your notes. Notes. My notes in the book. I would have. Okay. I like. I love. Love the fact that Roald Dahl wanted to make Charlie uh, a, a poor black kid. Uh, living in the ghetto I love that um, I think he should have stuck to his guns and made Charlie a poor black kid as opposed to being like some you know random white kid like who's poor like, it's just a nice little mo- it's just a nice little like uh, uh, to be fair in the book he never says he's not black it's true it's true but the illustrations pretty much yeah. give the game away um, that's the problem if you're going to have an illustrated book then like you've got to be really upfront about what the characters look like I also would have had more raps. We didn't. We haven't talked about the raps in the, in this uh, in this book. No, that's a shame. Like, um, what is it? What was your favourite rap in the book? My name is Willy Wonka, and I'm here to say I like children no. in my factory. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a rap. Uh, what was it? Like Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop. That what big fat s- pig. Fuck him. No, it's what a silly nincompoop. Okay, I'm Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. Spoiled bitch. Fuck her too. <laughs> I, I love these. It was a really, really, <laughs> it was a really, really ahead of its time. It's like, uh, Violet Beauregard, Violet Beauregard, why is she chewing gum? I hate her. She should die. Oh, I like that one. That's my favourite one. Yeah, she's There's a band good. called uh, Criss Mike, Cross. Yeah. I think you should, you should listen to their lyrics. Mike TV, Mike TV, what a piece of shit. <laughs> there you go. We're going to wrap the outro to the podcast no because yeah. I'm still going to ask for plugs but we've got no plugs I've got to also talk about the live event as well <laughs> rap about the live event uh, yeah, well, I won't rap about the live event because people need to listen to it and like not turn off like or something explaining what's happening um, we've mentioned this a couple of times before on the podcast we have a live event coming up at Waterstones on Tottenham Court Road uh, they've been lovely enough to offer us um, a venue to talk about the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. I'm sure you've heard about this book. It was a big sensation a few years ago. Join us as we talk about this book and uncover the secrets of the Da Vinci Code. There will be special guests, um, and we'll all be hanging around afterwards to have drinks because apparently they got a bar in the Waterstones and Tottenham Court Road, or at least they'll have alcohol there anyway. So come along. Tickets are four pounds. I will include a link to the uh, place where you can get the tickets in the show notes. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to plug whilst we're here? I'd like to plug my Edinburgh show. She's called Admiral P. Bummington's Edinburgh Show. <laughs> Going to be at Banshee Labyrinth every day from four pm to twelve. Ah, uh, is that the name you settled on? I don't He's know. taking the, the spot that Chris Coltrane would normally. Yeah, normally it's Chris Coltrane. Ah, uh, Chris Coltrane. Chris Coltrane. Yep. I mean, like certain certain bits about like uh, our Chris Coltrane chats have not aged well. <laughs> I can say that. But good on you. You do you. More power to you, Admiral. Uh, anybody else? Anybody want to plug in anything? And end podcast now. Goodbye. Oh, I didn't say my catchphrase. Yeah, support your bookstores oh, funky, and libraries. Funky, funky, funky guy live. <laughs> no, Hashtag funky guy live. <laughs> get it in, get it in. Hashtag funky guy live. Support your lo- local bookstores and libraries. My name's been Chinty. Bye bye. I love you. Love bye. you. Bye. bye.